Hello, and welcome back to another amazing, spectacular, sensational episode of So You Think You Can Fanon. The only podcast on the internet that's ever used adjectives in an intro. I'm your host, Jake, or Greg Chudley, and here I am with Sergio and today's special guest, Stonefish. Hiya. Hiya. How do you do? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Excellent. 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 So, uh, I'm an SCP writer. I wrote uh, SCP-3999 or 3,999, along with a lot of other stuff, which doesn't get as much attention. And um, that's really about the extent of my uh, world, my participation in the world of fan fiction, uh, as it were. So, um, or I guess fan writing. It's not really fan fiction if it's, it's, well, let's just say it's fan fiction adjacent. What do you guys characterize it as? I mean, we characterize it as fan fiction in the sense of we're a podcast that reads fan fiction and we read it. But we kind of, I feel like fan fiction can be kind of a vague term. It doesn't necessarily have to be directly inspired by something. Like an SCP can be a fan fiction as much as like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign can be a fan fiction. Yeah, because there's also like, like SCP has a a thing on like AO3 and fanfiction.net. But those things could easily just be tales on the wiki and just be a part of the the lore. So I feel like SCP really straddles the line of like what's fan fiction and what's not. Because if it's on the website, then it's just a, it's a part of the canon. The loose many canons that the SCP Foundation encompasses. Yeah. So just a couple of uh, preliminary. Sorry if I interrupted you. Um. Just a couple of preliminary questions before we get into the uh, the readings for today um, about you. Um, how long have you been in the the fandom, I guess, for? Oh, okay. Um, I've been in the fandom probably since, let's say, 2015 or so. Um, uh-huh. I first started writing for the wiki in about 2016. Uh, so probably going on a good, uh, eight, uh, seven, eight years now of sorts. But I was, uh, you know, as a kid, I was on TV tropes. I should not have been on TV tropes as a kid. Um, uh-huh. I think we but, were all on websites that we weren't supposed to be on as a kid. It's, it's just a common fact of the internet for, for people who are like under the oh, age yeah. of 30, you've seen some shit you should not have seen as an 11 year old. Um, I remember getting grounded as a kid for watching Dragon Ball Z on YouTube, and they said, damn. And my mom came in and, like, dis- like eradicated me for a weekend. Yeah, I wish someone had come in and, like, eradicated my internet privileges at a certain age. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have oh, been a yeah. much more functional human being uh, than I am now. Oh, me too. Uh, Trust me, it did not help me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I... Sp- I've been writing for um, seven years now and I've been reading for eight or no, it's a a six. I've been reading, writing for six and reading for seven and uh, I can't do math. That's why I write internet uh, fiction. You know, it's where we all end up. Um, So 
yeah, and I've been working, doing some, I've done audio work, I've done film work for the wiki, I have, uh, as concerns SCP, a um, multimedia artist, although I'm not quite as good as some some very talented people uh, in that fandom. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's sort of my, a brief version of my history with the, uh, fandom. And it's extremely strange now that I am sort of vaguely an elder in that fandom. That doesn't feel right at all, but it's, it's the case. So that's, that's my story. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. You said film. Uh, uh, is there anything you can or cannot talk about in relation to that? Uh, yeah, to a certain degree, I'm involved professionally and as a student in the uh, film industry now. That's what I do. Uh-huh. So a small number of my works for the wiki have a uh, audio or video component to them. Uh, one that was produced in conjunction with... Uh, Bloody Disgusting and Midnight Disease Productions SCP Archives podcast, which brought in uh-huh. um, professional actors based out of New York and elsewhere to oh. do voice uh, voice recording. Um, and I've filmed uh, some video segments for a number of pieces on my own as well. That's awesome. How long have you been going into that for? Oh, longer than I've been involved in the SCP fandom. Like, mm. I've known that this is my path since childhood. So this is just... Right, why, don't, why don't we pivot into that a little bit? Because okay, my, yeah. my my older brother, I will use it as an, as an example. Sergio's met my older brother. Um, he's been doing short films as long as I can remember, basically. He's five mm. years older than me. I there's still a video somewhere delisted, thank God, so nobody can find it, <laughs> of his first ever, like, officially shot short film that features, like, nine-year-old me and my brother and my sister. Uh, and my brother shoots me and kills me for eating the rest of the cereal. It's, it, you know, like, he was, like, 14 when he made it, but he, like, made it and edited it and, like, did everything himself. And that kind of, that kind of put him into the uh into the whole short film uh i guess group in the world in the country or the world or whatever you want to call it right um he graduated with a film degree a few years ago and has been trying to get into the scene ever since like professionally yes so uh, what started what started you into that oh um my grandmother who recently passed away um it's okay. Uh, when I was about five years old, gave me a battered copy of the 1995 Entertainment Weekly Guide to the Greatest Movies on Home Video. Now, as a little kid, this blew my mind. Like, because I had seen like <laughs> Disney and Pixar, and I think I had dragged wow. my, uh, I dragged my grandparents to go see Racing Stripes at like the multiplex. Uh, so I was like, very much, I love movies. Like, what kid doesn't? But this was like a whole other world of like real adult movies and it like grabbed oh, yeah. my brain. Yeah. It didn't let go for, and, and it still hasn't mm. let go. And you know, what was funny was, you know, as a little kid, you can't exactly sit down and watch like raging bull or cries and whispers or a clockwork orange or the exorcist. Uh-huh. 
So now, as like a relative adult, I am getting around to seeing relative, a lot of these. Relative well, adult is a good way to word it. That's how I feel all the time. We're physically adults. We're not mentally there yet. Uh, I don't think we ever will be, and that's the desperate, dirty secret of life. But, you know, as a relative adult, uh, I'm finally getting around to actually watching a lot of these movies. And uh, uh-huh. sometimes they're a lot less scary than my childhood nightmares made them out to be, which uh, is sort of what mm-hmm. inspired me to to make my own. Like, I can put the dreams in my head on paper or on uh, celluloid or on, I guess, pixels. And um, uh-huh. that, that can, that's what I can do professionally. That makes me think of uh, when I was like four, uh, we had a birthday party for me at my grandparents' house and they got me the Ang Lee Hulk film. It took me like 10 years to watch it. <laughs> it was it was bad. I was ter- I was like terrified of it. Like a big green screaming man. And then I watched it when I was like 13 and I was like, wow, that was terrible. <laughs> It was the the terrible CGI that just put fear into your heart. Oh, yeah. The big green man. Yeah. Such is the case with 2003-era special effects. Oh, yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Remember the the Scorpion King? Oh, yeah, with with rubbery, uh, plasticky Dwayne Johnson. The rubber rock. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, frightening frightening stuff more, more scary than any horror movie now could ever be what would you do if you woke up at like weird cgi the rock was standing at the foot of your bed and he went you're in rampage 2 does, does he have the scorpion body or is he just is he just like no he has that like head but he's just a muscle man he's just a muscle okay. man like a regular muscle man but he has he that like, like the rock. he is, looks is he, like is the he rock. Still like attitude era 2003 the rock like, is he going to call me a bitch if I say no? Maybe. I think he's a hybrid. He's like, he has the career of present day rock, but the attitude of 2003 rock. And his face That's looks a scary like the scorp- combination. His face looks like the Scorpion King still, and his lips don't work right. And he's like threatening to put you in Jumanji 8. And if you don't, he's going to call you a bitch. And, you know, uh, that's yeah. funny because you just described my sleep paralysis demon like to a T. <laughs> Wow. 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 Uh, While we're on the subject of uh, dumb memes, as it were, uh, Gamers Against Weed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do you want to... What's up with those little guys? I don't know if they're little guys. Uh, They've they've come (laughs) to be quite a a large force. Not large, but I would say outdo influence on the current... uh, climate maybe of the scp wiki Mm -hmm. um which uh i have some opinions on and certainly we can get into talking about uh as this goes sure go ahead if you would like to explain uh what they are for those who don't know sure um, just in case anyone listening doesn't for whatever reason all right sure uh gamers against weed is a SCP-ified version of it's like um, of extremely online people. It's a chat room of essentially uh, wizards to a certain extent who are create anomalies for laughs and also political points and 
in large part, it's a reflection. It's the SCP wiki user base writing about themselves uh-huh. and, and the people who are like them and their own lives uh, to a certain degree, um, which is which is the long and the short of it. Uh, you know, there's there's several characters from this group who have become quite popular and have have you know have large fleshed out backstories and a lot of the uh, articles written about them follow a similar premise which is that there's something goofy and kind of meme like uh oh god like they're pistachios that turn into fish get it fit a nut <laughs> but then of course you read more and it has a deep it's kind of almost some usually serious, sometimes even tragic backstory mm. that sort of progresses and, and has some trenchant commentary on what it's like to live online these days, as it were. I like I like how under the uh, the the hubs page for what is gamers against weed, the first thing that's shown is a is a Team Fortress 2 screenshot of a chat post by Gamers Against Weed Kevin that say that states that you are just mad because you are angry. Yes sums up the 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 our stories in a nutshell as it were the tone is set right there uh and of course you know they're not actually against weed um they're massive stoners and uh it's part of that extremely online irony that the kids these days are so into uh memers as it were I think oh, it yeah. listed specifically as meme loving fucks. Uh, <laughs> that's how I view it. Now, of course, if you want to talk to Kinch or Akumioi, some of the people who like sat down and created this group, I'm sure they're going to have like much more considered and serious answers. But I've never written for them myself. Um, uh huh. So that reason? it's functionally. They're just not interesting to me as a uh, something that I, as a as a writing source. I don't particularly want to write about the experience of being online all the time because you know, sort of like that thing I was talking about earlier. Being online all the time for me is a little bit of a curse. Like I wish that I wasn't, and so it's, oh yeah, I f- I feel like most sane people feel that way. If that makes sense, yeah. I, I I hope most sane people feel that way. Otherwise, I'm the crazy one. Um, <laughs> it's just in indulging in a part of my uh, experience that I don't necessarily think deserves to be translated into fiction. Now, there are a lot of people who are writing for them who feel very differently, and as such, it's a, a an intensely personal reflection of this experience, which is why I like reading them. Um, uh huh. Uh, because it's, I think, like nothing else, this gets to the heart of what it is to be um, part of, you know, I like this loose network of communities that has come to define like regular, left-leaning, somewhat marginalized, fandom-based experience online is uh-huh. really reflected heavily in Gamers Against Weed, which is why I think it's a fantastic choice for this podcast. Uh, in general. Oh, well, thank you. We definitely didn't just randomly choose the subject because I saw a 3108 and decided I wanted to read it. (laughs) 
This was definitely a well-planned and thought-out idea. I, I, months, months in the making. I just realized they have a they have there's a gamers against weed tale called Jude's Bizarre Adventure, which is comprised of four parts: uh, Phantom Blunt, Bong Rip Tendency, Keith Dust Crusaders, and Diamond is not Kush. And part five, Golden. Oh, Day. before before we continue, do you watch anime? Me. I am aware of anime, but most of my uh, preferences is for stuff that's film and not television. So, like, I like Ghibli. I like Satoshi Kon. I like that new one, uh-huh. Bell, that just came out and is getting a lot of attention. Um, but I'm a little more picky about my television preferences. Like, I like uh, Cowboy Bebop, and I like... Um, Oh, uh, Evangelion, of course, but I'm not. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, can you, can you tell? But no. Oh, yeah. uh, on the other hand, like some stuff like Demon Slayer <laughs> is just not for me, really. That's fair. I've uh, never seen Demon Slayer and I probably never will. One Although day. I. I, I I'm more of a reader than I am a watcher, just because mm. when I'm at when I'm at work, I don't really have the like. I can read a lot more easily than I can watch things while at work. Not that I should be doing that at work, but you know, whatever. Right, right. Uh, it's easier to go and find a pirated manga online somewhere and just like flip through it rather than like, oh my god, I have so much JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to like slog through or whatever well, i don't know if you slog through i think it. You, i think you mean uh legally consume because we here at the so you think you can fan and podcast would never condone piracy for <laughs> that is a crime <laughs> and crimes are bad crimes make you go to prison and when you are in prison you are in jail so in the, <laughs> in the words of super mario you'll go to hell when you die <laughs> anyway um so, yeah, the Jude's Bizarre Adventure tale series, of course, is riffing on a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure loosely, but, and of mm. course, the, the rabid fan base, but of course, it's about the arguable protagonist of Gamers Against Weed, the artist Jude Creote, um, who is sort of, as it were, oh, what his name is, uh, Blunt Fiend, is the user. So, as Blunt a, Fiend. Um, Gamers Against Weed is structured mostly as a series of transcripts from a fictional IRC type chat room. And there's about, I, you know, there's about like five or six main characters who are like recurring, uh, Jude Creote, Blunt Fiend, Lesbian underscore Gengar, uh, Lesbian jo- <laughs> Gengar. Jock Jams Volume 6, Harm Pit, and Bones. Uh, Bones is the moderator. Lesbian underscore Gengar is a, a Jewish lesbian. Uh, Harm Pit is someone who has a magic disease. I don't know. He's fucked up in some way with his magic, and so he can't. Everything he types is automatically, like, fucked up. He can't... Everything is typos. But he's, uh... So, again... That's, that's, you know, that's my new excuse. That's my new excuse and why most of the things I type don't make sense. Huh. It's, you, you fucked up a spell and now you, your fingers yeah. are fucked? Yeah. That's why when I try to type certain words, all of the, all of the letters are out of order. 
<laughs> Failed incantation is a good excuse. All right. Uh, do you have a page you would like to, to read first? I would... What was the one that you suggested? I picked 3108. Okay. Yeah, let's uh, look at that one. 3108. I will post it in the... Oh, yeah. There it is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is... A, this is um, in general, I will say that uh, the Gamers Against Weed articles are not scary, which is another kind of interesting thing on what is popularly perceived to be a horror wiki. It's not really a horror wiki, but, you know, mm-hmm. creepy, creepypasta adjacent. The Gamers Against Weed stuff is a lot of down-to-earth character tales, you know, about wizards and magic, whatever, but, like, real people. They're not frightening. Yeah. This one is frightening. This is the only one that has made me squirm. Uh, so, <laughs> Would you like to begin the reading? Sure, I can read it, absolutely. Since you are the guest, you can have the first reading. Uh, how lo- um, Where should I go towards here? Um, we'll, just, we'll just read the whole page and just crack, crack our side comments as it goes on. That's okay. what we tend to do. All right, I'll let, I'll let you, you two be the peanut gallery, and I'll just, uh, I'll just read it, as it were. Go ahead. Item number, SCP-3108. Object class, safe. Special containment procedures. SCP-3108 is to be contained in a standard anomalous object containment vault in Site-64, and is not to be removed, except for testing purposes. Proposed tests must be approved in advance by both Dr. Johnson and Dr. Dietz. SCP-3108-1 is not to be loaded into SCP-3108 except during testing and is to be stored in a separate containment unit. When conducting tests, SCP-3108 is to be handled by a uh, Site-64 security staff only. One officer is to hold and fire the object, while a second is to observe the proceedings to minimize risk of accident or foul play. Researchers and D-Class are forbidden from firing the object due to safety and security concerns, respectively. Due to the accuracy of 3108 being in line with similar products, a maximum one one meter distance is to be maintained from the intended target to prevent accidents. Under no circumstance is SCP-3108 to be used in cross-testing with other SCP objects. Following Ethics Committee ruling on 04-05-20-blank, testing on humanoids has been forbidden. So, it's pretty, pretty standard, uh, pretty standard, uh, SCP so far, you know. Uh, Description. 3108 is a heavily modified Nerf brand dart gun, which demonstrates anomalous transformative properties when paired with SCP-3108-1, a foam dart discovered loaded with an SCP-3108 at the time of recovery. SCP-3108 does not demonstrate these properties when firing Nerf darts other than Dash-1, nor does Dash-1 demonstrate these properties when fired from a different Nerf dart gun. The phrase OP, please Nerf, or sorry, pulls Nerf, is inscribed on the exterior of Dash-1 in red ink. When SCP-3108 fires Dash-1 into a target, said target will instantaneously be altered in such a way that the result is perceived as, quote, worse or, quote, inferior by the individual wielding the object. The transformation can um, range from minor alterations to complete molecular reconstruction. The law of conservation of mass does not affect transformations caused by SCP-3108, 
and notable increases or decreases in mass have occurred often in testing. The resulting objects or organisms do not show any evidence of anomalous traits. Testing, uh, but transformations, sorry, do not represent any objective value scale, but rather stem solely from the opinions of the current holder. The outer shell of SCP-3108 is composed of steel, with bronze inlays used as decoration. While not impervious to physical damage, disassembly of uh, SCP-3108 has proven impossible due to its anomalous nature. All tools attempting to deconstruct the object will be transformed into broken or fake equivalents, precluding examination of the object's interior, footnoted. Uh, any attempt to, to disassemble SCP-3108 using only bare hands resulted in the replacement of security officer Silva's hands with a pair of empty rubber gloves. We're getting into why I think this is deeply upsetting, but okay. Oh, yeah. This seeming behavior of self-preservation is the only time SCP-3108 has altered objects beyond those hit by SCP-3108-1. Now, what I want to know is, does the blood in the in the everything stay in the rubber gloves, or are they just rubber gloves? I think... The implication is they are loose rubber gloves. They are just like loose, <laughs> floppy, floppy like rubber gloves. Like there's, there's no bones or muscle or anything. It's just filled with like blood. It's just filled with fluid? <laughs> yeah. It's just filled with fluid, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Just, that image is really funny in my head. I mean, what happens, of course, is they're heavy and they just like fall off the wrist and just <laughs> splat on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's but that's horrible though. It's just like it your, is. your hands are just loose rubber gloves like soldered into your skin. Ooh, bad. If you don't know what's horrible, what was the one we read, um, Sergio, with the with the puppy? Oh, the puppy machine. Yeah, the puppy machine. I don't remember yeah. its number, but we read that with uh oh. Mickey Laika and the Doctor Sturridge. Yeah, we yeah. uh not a fan not big fans on that one. It's kind of fucked up. It's it made us very. It, it, it was just okay. It was like just cruel enough that it was like the perfect like level of just making you uncomfortable. Like it wasn't over. If it, I think, in my opinion, if it were overly grotesque, it would be less scary. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, like the if puppy... they hammed it up too much or not enough, it would just be like, well, this is bad, or well, this is just overdoing it. But the fact that it just went into enough detail to make you feel bad for the dog every time. Yeah. It was horrible in a way that it was very good. Right. I have the right. hiccups. Oh, sorry. Yeah, great podcasting we've got. I just had a... Uh... Oh, yeah. Stuff come up, my water come up my nose, uh, and you've got the hiccups. So, yeah, this is great audio, great radio. Um, oh, yeah. We'll make it work. Uh, we made worse work. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Woo, okay. Sorry for blowing out the speakers. Recovery. Oh, SCP-3108's anomalous properties were discovered during a birthday party for 10-year-old Jacob Pierce in blank, Oregon. It is presumed SCP-3108 was fired at a concrete wall, resulting in the concrete being replaced by loosely stacked stones. The wall promptly collapsed, causing minor injuries to three civilians. Foundation involvement came after the family sued the contractor of their home for the incident. 
The anomalous effect that caused the transformation was eventually traced to the gun following examination of the incident's location. During post-incident investigation, Jacob's 19-year-old brother, Nathan Pierce, was identified as a member of the um, group of interest Gamers Against Weed. Pierce had previously been known to the Foundation under his online alias, Kectagon, and had... (laughs) Sorry. And had been designated person of interest 6897 Cactagon due to his creation of SCP blank and SCP blank. A subsequent attempt to detain the target failed as person of interest 6897 had fled the area two days prior to identification as Nathan Pierce. Cactagon. That's the great thing. Or the names. The Gamers Against oh, yeah. the Weed usernames are so good every time. I like how when you go on the dossier, it describes him as a low-level reality bender. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just like these people are just like genuine wizards and they're just sitting online shitposting how perfectly like appropriate to the contemporary world. Yeah. Would that not be what wizards would do in the real life, though? Like, if you had the power to, like, you know, create all these reality warping creations without thinking about it, would you not just do it for shit posts to get, like, Reddit karma or whatever? Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. You'd, like, I've made a 50-foot-tall giant step on the uh, building outside town, and it will go viral. You know, I mean, maybe not even like that, but, like, like a... Ponder my orb, you know, but I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I made a Pez dispenser that only dispenses chewed up bottle caps. I <laughs> will not tell you where they come from, but every you. single one is chewed differently. I know. I mean, that's a, that's of course the thing is you'd either use your magic abilities to like freeze time so you could sleep in and not be late for work, conjure infinite food so you'd never have to buy groceries, or freak people out in public with, like, wacky shenanigans. It's completely, like, if anyone got magic abilities, you'd use them to freak people out. You'd use them to just, like, you know, just fuck around. Yeah, like, if I had the ability to just conjure up whatever currency I wanted, it's not like I'm gonna tell anybody I can do that. I'll just always have cash, and nobody will ever know. Right. It's it's (laughs) exactly... Another good, um... Uh, Gamers Against Weed SCP that I read uh, while I was at work that you made me think of when you talked about uh, Conjuring Food was 3244, the portal to the fridge, so you can (laughs) grab Mountain Dew code right out of it. I didn't know about that one. (laughs) It's very We'll we'll read that one next. How about that? Yeah, we'll we'll look at that one next. Um, So I'll go through the partial test log. Target, one dartboard made of sizal fibers. Result. Dartboard composition was changed to cork. In addition, various small holes and what appears to be a beer stain appeared on the board. Har har. Target, an 8x11 sheet of printer paper. Result, paper changed composition to single-ply toilet paper. Target, one spare coffee mug from the Site-19 cafeteria. Coffee mug was replaced by a teacup composed of ceramic uh, identical to the mugs. Target, one United States dollar. Result, one United States quarter. Notes, subsequent tests on dollar bills resulted in various outcomes, including dimes, nickels, pennies, foreign currencies, and fake bills from the board game Monopoly. There doesn't seem to be an exact formula to these changes. 
And of course, we start out, it's very funny. <laughs> you know, single ply toilet paper, you know, like, you know, whatever. Uh, target, one can of Coca-Cola. Result, one can of Pepsi-Cola. Mike, the security officer observing the test, expressed dismay at seeing this result. We had him fire the dart at the Pepsi can, and it changed right back into Coke. You know, this is that's very much like classic hacky joke, a little bit, you know. Target, one standard D-class uniform. Composition of uniform was changed entirely to cotton, and a tag reading, made in China, was added at the neck. Notes, while that was hilarious, I think this test is on to something. Does the gun have a sense of humor? Dr. Johnson. Target, one VHS tape containing the 1971 film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Result, one DVD of the film's 2005 remake, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Now, hang on, I do, I do have to pause and say, not a remake. Another adaptation of the book, but sticking it's, point. I, mean, I guess it's kind of, it's kind of both. Yeah, kind because of. Because they do, you know, obviously they follow the same plot because they're the same story. story but I, you can, you, you, I feel like you can interchangeably refer to it as a remake or... A new adaptation. Adaption. Yeah. Did you I, see that Mr. Beast is doing that in real life? What, like Chocolate Factory tours? Yeah, he bought a chocolate factory and is currently, you can buy chocolate and they have golden tickets in them. And if of course there are. you get one of the 10, then you get to uh, enter a contest to win the chocolate factory. And if you win it, you can keep it or he'll buy it off of you for no. a million dollars. You know what? No, I don't think it's not worth it until, look, it's only going to work if A, one kid falls in a chocolate river. Two, one, one kid, kid dies. <laughs> one kid, they all die. One kid turns into a human blueberry. Three, one kid is eaten by squirrels and goes down the garbage can or the golden goose pet, whatever. One kid falls down an animal hole. Four, Mr. B sends one kid through the television. Like, it, it's not going to be, <laughs> you can't do real life Willy Wonka <laughs> unless, and he's got to do it in that like style he does. You know, it's not if he can do really, Squid Game, he can do anything. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he can, I suppose. But it's I'm not going to watch unless I have guaranteed certification that a kid fell down a hole filled with animal excrement and another kid inflated into a fruit. That's, you know, like, it's not really Wonka unless these things happen. Sorry, Mr. Hashtag Beast. Hashtag boycott. Hashtag boycott. You're a fraud, Mr. Beast. You didn't send that kid through the television. You Faked it with special effects. <laughs> you faked it. <laughs> you faked it not, for views. I will not stand for <laughs> I will not stand for this kind of chicanery on my reality show YouTube channel. If I, if I don't see a 10-year-old child get turned into a giant blueberry girl and rolled out of the room... What's the point? <laughs> What's the point of your channel? It was all for naught. We want to see the blueberry hashtag. Where's the blueberry, Mr. Beast? Anyway. <laughs> all right, let's continue let's... <laughs> before we go on a rant about Willy Wonka for the rest of time. Timothy Chalamet should not be Willy Wonka. You can continue. Okay. Target one male Radis Norvegicus specimen. Result, one male specimen of Irodomyrmex purpureus. In notes, interesting logic on this one. What is the casual link between rats and ants? Dr. Dietz. Target, one female golden retriever. Result, one female American shorthair with yellow hair. 
Specimen was unusually large, 15.4 kilograms, and continued to display behavior consistent with a golden retriever rather than a feline. Target, oh God, this, this, um, this, this fucking part. Target, D4281, 28-year-old Caucasian male. Result, D4281 transformed into a living specimen of Homo neanderthalensis. Preface, to test the limits of the danger SCP-31 could pose to a human being, Security Officer Gardner was instructed to reload and fire the gun repeatedly until ordered to cease. Target. D3578, 24-year-old Hispanic male. Result. Initially displaying similar results to D4281, D3578 proceeded to transform into a variety of different species, including what appeared to be an Australopithecus, an unidentified member of the Gibbon family, and a species of Bradypus pygmaeus, which is the pygmy three-toed sloth. On nine occasions, the transformation did not result in a transformation of species, but instead resulted in visible evidence of maiming, disease, or disability. At following 46 successive uses, testing was ceased as D3578 had been reduced to a specimen of Lumbricus terrestris, too small to be accurately hit, by SCP-3108. Now, they don't footnote what, uh, it's a worm. what that is. Um, it's a worm. Yeah, it's the <sighs> largest species of earthworm. Oh, God. You wouldn't know that biology, I boy. I googled it. Oh. Damn. <laughs> no. You, you could have ju- just pretended like you did know that, and I would have been impressed. Notes. Due to concerns from the Ethics Committee, as well as the possibility of accidental creation of a Homo ignotus specimen, that's like a crypto-sapien organism from elsewhere in the wiki, testing of SCP-3108 on humanoids is suspended effective immediately pending a hearing. And uh, that's why this article scares me, because that's fucking disturbing as hell. They turned him into a worm. They turned the man into a worm. They made Have it you read 6010? 6010? Yeah, it's not a gamers against weed one. Everybody uh, turns into crabs. Right. Oh, yeah, that one also freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, that's... I love that one. Uh, it's funny, because carcinization is funny, uh, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's an article called... Oh, uh... The... What is it called? Um... Uh, SCP-2982, uh, and it's a mobile phone that does the same thing. You can put in uh, a user's contact info and change their real-life attributes, including eye color, weight, height, sexual orientation, religious belief, mental well-being, quality, length of life, and species. And there's a series of tales connected to it that are some of the most disturbing stuff on the wiki and it's completely underrated there's a tale where they graphically turn a d-class into a cra- uh, clam they turn him into a clam it's horrid Ugh. sounds wonderful uh, i'll have to read it it's wonderful writing but uh no it's it's very good writing i will say that but it's it's solely underrated as a horror article uh, because it freaks me out every time. 
Uh, okay. Shall I read the uh, interview log? Uh, yes. Which one of you us? You can read the addendum. You read the addendum? Um, yeah, you did. Who is going to I be uh, um, Kectagon? I can be Kectagon. Sergio, do you want to be the doctor? Be the doctor. Just to give Stonefish a break from the reading. I need some water. Yeah. He, he did such a lovely job reading the rest. Addendum on 07-1920 Blatt. Uh, Foundation personnel apprehended person of interest 6897 at an internet cafe in Los Angeles, California. Person of interest 6897 was then escorted to Site 64 for interrogation regarding his creations. Interrogation found below. Interviewer. Interviewed POI 6897, Nathan Pierce. Subject displays low-level reality-altering capabilities common amongst anarchists an artist and GAW member. Interviewer, Dr. Leo Dietz. Begin law. To be fair, sorry, to be fair, they're also they are also anarchists. So that's know, true. They're not you're not far off the mark. I'll shut up now, sorry. No, you're good. Mm-hmm. You you can interject as much as you want. Mr. Pierce, today I'm going to be asking you some questions about another one of your creations, specifically the gun. Get fucked. Now, now, that's not very helpful. Perhaps I should have Agent Green talk talk to you. That um, that isn't necessary. I'm sure he's a busy guy. We wouldn't want to bother him. LOL. Pierce, did you really just say the letters LOL out loud? Ugh, I'm used to talking on the internet. Sue me, and it's Kectagon to you. So what do you fascist cucks want to know? I'm not going to call you by your juvenile screen name. More importantly, why did you create the gun? Oh, the nerfing gun. Classic. Yeah, I thought it would be funny. That's all? Look, what do you want me to say? That it's a symbol of guns making the world worse or something? Not everything is some grand purpose, man. It's just something I thought of while smoking. I mean, come on. A nerf gun that makes things shitty? It's hilarious. I didn't even think of the obvious pun until later. Eventually, I got bored of it and gave it to my bro as a birthday gift. Probably should have warned him to be more careful, but live and learn, am I right? You honestly expect me to believe that? Despite your group's supposed pacifism, the anomalies you have all produced can be lethal. This little joke of yours has changed steel into balsa wood and people into invertebrates. You clearly intended this as a weapon. You, you used it on people? Our testing history is not relevant to... It... It was supposed to be a joke. It was funny. I changed Mass Effect 2 into Mass Effect 3, my neighbor's SUV into a smart car. I didn't use it on people. You bastards, why the hell would you do that? I'm not a murderer, damn it. What? Why would you turn a joke into a torture device? Just just get out of my cell. I'm done talking. And log. Yeah. Is SCP-2433 yeah. just a picture of Bernie Sanders? Oh, yeah. Um, it is. It's a picture of Bernie Sanders that starts spawning quarters. Uh, no, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. So it's a collection of images of Bernie Sanders uh, that uh, when you share it, yeah, they um, start spawn. It's they uh, start spawning quarters in his general vicinity. They kill people. It's a fun. No, it's just a fundraising measure for him. Oh, does it kill people? Oh, yeah. Sometimes they show up in people's lungs, I well, guess. Yeah. Well, they mentioned 
Uh, I haven't read this one in a while. Uh, when it says can be lethal, you click on it and it brings up the page for 2433. So I'm assuming it killed somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, he does. And if you go to the things, um, someone di- fucking died last week in Michigan because one appeared in his lungs, you dumbass. Oh, Why even are you in here? Who the fuck are you seriously? It's just the Bernie bro who's like, uh, anyone like Bernie? Huh? I like Bernie. Bernie. You know. That's funny. Right. I thought this one was pretty good. Yeah, I think it's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, it shows I think... a, it's a really good example of the dichotomy of the foundation being like all business, like serious minded. And then the gamers against weed just being like, dude, what if we made a blunt <laughs> that shot out fireballs when you exhaled? Uh, so I, I think the gamers against weed definitely has a place. Um, like I, I, like I definitely feel like, uh, they, they, they are a thing that would exist in the foundation, but personally, cause I'm a person who comes to SCP for the horror. I like like the space ones and the super like Eldritch gods and the horror ones. I kind of like, you know, I, I'm not a fan of like the, the, the train ticket that sends you to different places or the, the cake, but I, I like, I do like the ones that are like funny. Like I feel like they have their place on the wiki. It's just like, that's just like. I, I'm the horror guy. I come from, like, the horror. I'm not too big a fan right. of the ones that are just, like, wacky and goofy. And I do think that... You think that... Wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I interrupt you for a second? Um, the, you think the cake is wacky? The, the cake is kind of wacky, yeah. Didn't we uh, just establish that... in the last interview that we could use the cake to end the universe? Yeah. Yeah, I... yeah isn't that, like, that you can use the cake to, like... It just... If you don't eat the cake, everything is cake. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, I know it can cause an S- XK class end of the world scenario. But at the end of the day, it's just a piece of cake in a room that we have some guy just eating every hour. Like it's, it doesn't really have too much to it. I like I like my my Those things. Are my favorite kinds, to be honest, where it's like it's a piece of cake. And if you don't if you don't eat it, everyone dies. I think that's funny. But also, like, the implication of just, like, oh, yeah, the world is ending because we didn't have a guy eat this cake in time. I read one. That is, that is funny. I, re- yeah. I read one so, a few nights ago that was, like, um, every day at 7.53 p.m., the president has to, like, itch his nose or else a meteor starts flying towards the earth to blow it up. Sergio, you were talking about... Um, you like the scary ones, the ones that are classically scary. Yeah, and the the... My, the the one thing that I, I I can see that people might have a problem with gamers against weed and something that is may or may not for me is it sometimes skirts way too close to like re, like real life type type deal like you know they'll mention Tumblr they'll mention like Bernie they'll get a little like like real world it like 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 I think that's fine like. Because obviously it's like the SCP Foundation is, is is our world or whatever, but my, my, gamers gets weed is not like what I come for the site for. Like I I right. I'll I'll love a deep dive into the the funny stuff because we we did an episode with uh, Shaggy Dreadlocks, um, Doctor SD Lock about that. Um, a bunch of ones that were like that, and that was really fun. But you know, um, my main thing is oh like a God, serious horror type deal. For I just realized that. It took it took me a while to yeah. realize that. 
Yeah, um, it is interesting. There has been a shift recently from uh, cold, and everyone in the SCP community knows this from you know, shit posters on Reddit to serious authors, um, a shift from detached, pure horror uh, to something, I guess, approaching just urban fantasy, like, but, but, but rooted in being very online. And I think what's interesting is, if you don't mind me getting a little bit political, it's very much rooted in uh, just the changing of the times. Like, the first five years of SCP are very much like, oh, the Bush administration just ended and we, a bunch of Americans, are kind of like reacting to like Guantanamo Bay and and all of this uh, sort of stuff about the NSA and this sense of the the world at large. And as, you know, social media has made fandom communities more insular but also more public it's definitely become a lot more about reflecting people's own online experiences to a certain degree so there's things that are people are spending a lot of time on are like the three portlands slash third law slash twisted pines mythos which if you've not explored that part of the site it's a collection of fantasy and science fiction works centered around mostly the Pacific Northwest Mm -hmm. Um, and Gamers Against Weed, which is all about being very online and part of fandom and part of these communities. Um, And that also connects to the trash fire canon uh, and all of the works of uh, Uranium Empire and Dolphin Slug Chugger and all of these authors who are writing about their own experiences to some degree and sometimes they can mine horror out of this um part of the trash fire canon vaguely connected to gamers against weed i don't think it i don't think it crosses over directly is um what is it what is the what is the um i'm forgetting the number right now but it's a uh sort of girl boss blog like, you know, like a, like a mommy blog, feminist type blog that changes you into being like a Stepford wife. Oh, wow. uh, No matter who you are. Um, So there's a tale where one of the gamers, one of the characters who's a, you know, very online programmer goes to do maintenance for them and they've brainwashed trans men into being feminine again. Uh Uh-huh. And the the person, the administrator of the site is a massive, massive transphobe. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, really scary article um, and associated tale. The author of the in-universe document has been affected by it and is posting like, hee hee, I'm such a girly girl. Help me. Mm-hmm. Kill me. You know. So uh, you can mine horror out of this. And I think... There's a large part of the SCP community that tosses stuff like Gamers Against Weed aside because it's not scary and it's too reflective of their own experience. But I think there's more of what they're looking for in that type of writing than they know. Like, I think the nerfing gun, 3108, is very scary. Like, I think that ending log where they turn the man into a worm is deeply existentially disturbing. Um, And it's one I haven't actually read for a while because it 
kind of upset me uh, very badly, like a con- on a conceptual level. I mean, uh, the, the, but like, like, like for me, it's like that stuff doesn't like, like it depends on, but like that stuff doesn't bother me. It's like, oh yeah, it turned a dude into a worm. That's kind of messed up. Whatever. Like that's not like. It's just not the kind of I'm a, I, like like it's not the kind of horror I'm like looking for like obviously like 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 yeah it's messed up like it turns people into cavemen or whatever but it's not like what I, I feel personally like, am looking for. I feel like at the end of the day, that is what makes SCP so interesting because Ooh. some like I, like but I feel like both viewpoints are equally valid for equal equally good reasons and that's what makes scp so interesting is that there's not very many communities on the internet in my opinion at least where you can have two very two two different people who want two very different things out of the fandom who can also have basically an unlimited number of articles that can scratch that itch for them you know what i mean yeah, that 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 that's that's why I like that the SCP wiki is very car, car, compartmentalized. Every article is kind of like in its own universe because if if if, if mm-hmm. like I don't want to read something that's like really heavily rooted in like what's currently going on, like I just want like a pure it's like I like I don't want to think about it. I don't want to hear the words Tumblr. I don't want to hear the words based mm-hmm. or woke or whatever. I just want to read about a rogue exoplanet that's got a bunch of like insects that'll eat us and it's heading towards the earth what are we gonna do i can go read that article and then if i'm like yeah if 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 i want to read if i want to have a laugh and i want to read about like uh like a maga hat that like um makes you go blind or some shit i can go read that and have a laugh at it it turns you orange Your hair becomes a living organism that like crawls off. Talking in a faux New York accent. These gamers against weed, you know, they're they're terrific people, folks. Normal people, but the the SCP Wiki, I I don't know what to say. They they love these gamers against weed, folks. They think they're they're upvoting the articles. You know, they're they're upvoting everywhere, but it's not the same. They've gotten rid of all the horror. They've done so much for society, and these ones are against weed, and that's phenomenal. It's truly great, you know. It's truly excellent that they're uh, they're against uh, marijuana, which is a dangerous drug. Um, yeah, but in you know, in all, yeah, and all, and I suppose that is that is a dividing line for people like authors versus um, people who are just readers. Like as I mentioned, the character of Bones, uh, the gamer who is the moderator for the Gamers Against Weed group, he originates from the highly um controversial um scp 2721 i think that's the yeah the uh the tumblr the tumblr homestuck yeah we we read that one um and we we came away from it and we actually really like it um because because initially i had discovered it where i was like oh my like oh my god look what's happening to the scp wiki and like i saw it and i was like wow this looks cringe let's read it and we read it and like surface level like oh my god somebody's like self-inserting their like tumblr but like when you you finish it like i really enjoyed it like i thought it was really good um uh like these two like these two eldritch satellite beings that come to love one another through the through through them getting on the internet and talking to each other through tumblr like it was good 
What's interesting is you calling um, 2721 self-insert. I happen to know uh, the author of this article, and I think it's a hugely common misconception that this stuff is... I'm not saying that it it is. I'm saying, like, that. that's the, like, the surface level, like, 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 if you just look, like, if you just screenshot, like, that very first blurb of, like, hello, I'm Mary, and I am a, 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 a list pronouns, I, I run a Tumblr right, blog. Right, right, right. Uh, it's very good writing, because it's very good at mimicking yeah. this thing to the point where oh, yeah. everyone believed it. Um, you know, it, which is actually something very difficult to do. Um, so, you know, whatever else you may think of it, uh, the, it is impeccable at matching that tone. Um, as it were, but yeah, this, this side of the SCP wiki is, I mean, it's interesting. It's you guys come from this world of fandom. And I think that part of the online experience is so represented Mm -hmm. here, if not the actual process of being in fandom, but the kinds of people who are, are reflected in these I articles. Think SCP and is one of the few communities that you can get so many different variations of that representation as well. Cause like, you know, you look at like the I don't know if you're into Kingdom Hearts. Uh but the Kingdom Hearts the Kingdom Hearts fandom um, is very into uh like one specific type of fandom. Like as opposed to like Dragon Ball, which is into one very specific type of fandom. Stuff like that. Like you like if you make fan works, you only need like this character with this character and if there's any like like variation in it people get like goo goo baby butt hurt while scp like you you can do anything you can you can you can write however you want you can write whatever you want you can make it as serious or as joking as you want and people will still enjoy it at least one person will enjoy it exactly um it's part of what i think has allowed this community to shine where so many others have just sort of like collapsed into madness. Um, I was getting, you know, Homestuck while we're on the subject of, which is a nightmare fandom that I don't touch. Um, The closest I've ever touched, gotten to touching the Homestuck fandom is Sergio. Believe me, it's, it's a nightmare. We have a few episodes on it. Oh, uh, 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 um, yeah, so we can take a look at, uh, 3244 if you'd like, or, uh, we can take a look at one of the, uh, articles that I think maybe, um, is a little more representative of Gamers Against. I was actually going to ask a couple more questions for, to you specifically before sure, we go ahead, because we have a lot of interview questions. Uh, my dog is barking and I'm not apologizing for it, Sergio. You can edit it out if you want to. Um, what got you to start writing SCPs? Like, was there a like pushing, like deciding factor upon it? Or was it just something you just knew or just like, eh, I can do it? Yeah, it was the second. It's like, I can do that. You know, I'm a good writer. I can try my hand at this. Um, and of course, the first couple of times I was uh-huh. not so good at it because I was a kid, you know. Do you? But pay do you have care- a favorite creation that oh. you've created? Oh, it's um, SCP forty twelve, or I think the new one might be SCP six two two three, which is the uh, uh, podcast one created with the voice. Ah, uh, okay. 
I think Sergio, you would get a huge kick out of that one. I wrote it to be as terrifying as a sixty twenty. Yeah, I do. I do know about it, but I haven't uh, haven't read haven't read it yet. Uh, sixty two twenty three. Yes. Maybe we'll I'll write that down. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Uh, yeah. So I mostly operate in this horror uh-huh. space, actually. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to be here talking about the side of the wiki that uh, I don't really engage with, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Did we uh, read thirty nine ninety nine on Halloween, Sergio? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we, we you know, we we were at thirty nine ninety nine. So we 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 know that you you somewhat operate in the horror space at the least. We were fans. I think it's safe to thank you. Uh, I think it's safe to say that I mostly operate uh-huh. in the horror space. Actually, like I've written some jokey things, but even the jokey things are like scary, like uh, SCP Big Egg, which is a uh-huh. joke article um, that some people find very terrifying uh, for reasons I don't understand, um, because it's basically a goof. But um, oh, dog. My bad. Um, it's okay. Um, but yeah, no, that's it's it's fascinating to be. I, yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to start writing because I wanted to start writing. I didn't want to kind of. St- I wanted to try my hand at it. Also, the promise of like upvotes and community feedback is uh, strong. Oh yeah. So. Uh, do, do you have do you have a story behind thirty nine ninety nine? Since I know that that's one specifically one specifically one that you wrote that we Sergio and I both have very vested interest in because we were very very into it when we read it. That's that's one of the few that oh, we read uh, where we were just like, holy shit! That and like the McDoctorate. <laughs> um, uh, what's it called, Sergio? Is it the McDoctorate proposal? The McDoctorate's proposal. Yeah, SCP one. Those are two of the SCPs that we've read that stick out in my head as some of the best. Wow, thank you. I think it a lot of what's in that final uh, section where the fourth wall was broken is fairly true. At least the first part, like it did start out as this thing about you know objects disappearing, and I think I just started building on it from there. Honestly, what's interesting is. I don't remember where a lot of it came from, but I do know that I had the intention to really frighten people because it was written for a horror contest and people were knocking it out of the park with scary articles. And I figured, well, I can't really, everything's done. Everything under the sun is finished. Like I can't do this stuff anymore. Ah, screw it. You know, what's going to scare people if they think me, the author am in danger. If they think Uh I'm in danger. So I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to freak people out and think that it's like something's wrong with me. It's completely fiction, of course. It's not, I was not in distress, but, and I think, but, but part of the kayfabe Mm. of that is like, you know, that it was this real thing that happened. (laughs) So you're saying it's not a true story that you pissed and shit your bed while talking? Oh, no, that part is true. That's the only true part of the article. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I'm the, kidding. In the okay. end um, paragraph, he talks about the um, like 
researcher Tyler Ann in $39.99 appearing in front of his bed. And it's like I sat there laying, unmoving in my piss and shit stained bed. Yeah, I, I remember that. I just like, <laughs> I hope that didn't actually happen. No, no, of course. No, that did Good. not happen. Wait, was it locked? Uh, no, that did not happen. So uh, rest assured. Um, but no, it's it's more fictional, I think, than people give mm-hmm. it credit for. But part of what maintains that energy and that mystique is I can't really – it flowed out of me. I can't really remember where a lot of the, the you know stuff behind it yeah. came from. Um, it, it is definitely one of the SCPs that, uh, that, that towed the line – that crossed the line from things that we en- enjoyed reading to things that impressed us when we read it. I thought it was certified hood classics, as we like to call them. Certified hood classic. Thank you, thank you. Um, I mean, I could sit here and take praise all day, but uh, I think we have a podcast. uh, And an SCP to read, if I Um, if I remember correctly. I think you guys should take lead on this. I I will take lead on thirty-two forty-four. Sergio, are you okay with that? Excellent. Uh, That is fine. All right, SCP-3244, object class, Euclid. Special containment procedure. The house containing SCP-3244 is to be secured against outside visitors by Foundation agents. Utilizing the Foundation front company, Southern Crosscut Pines, the surrounding properties are to be purchased from their current owners in order to effect more permanent containment. Should this purchasing process not be completed by January 1st, 2019, Foundation Assets and West Haven City Council are to call for the, the condemnation of the remaining houses under the the, ausp- the auspices. Is it auspices? Am I saying that right, Sergio? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Of protecting the community from sinkhole risks. Description. 3224. 30, I, I can't fucking read. It's one of those days. 3244 is an aperture located on the second floor of a house in West Haven, Connecticut, that leads to an extra-dimensional space. This aperture is approximately 0.69 meters in diameter. When traversed by an individual's arm, 3244 allows the individual to acquire an instance of Mountain Dew, hereafter identified as 3224 or 30... God damn it. 3244-1. 3244 is capable of producing variants of Dash 1, which do not match any extant commercial product. A full listing of these variants is available. I'm being yelled. Okay, I'm good. Sorry, my mom's yelling at me. Very professional, as you can tell. Uh, a full listing of these variants is available in document Dash 1 Dash K. Following 513 tests, the distribution of acquired variants is as follows. Mountain Dew Code Red, 365. Mountain Dew, baseline flavor, 44. Bottled clear unaged whiskey, 34. Baja Blast, 31. There should be more bottles of Baja Blast in my in my professional oh. opinion. There should always be more bottles did of you, Baja Did you hear Blast. about the alcoholic Baja Blast that they're coming out with? I did say that. I'm, I'm not much of a drinker, but hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie; it, it almost made me made me think of breaking my pledge not to drink any alcohol. <laughs> it sounds good. I'll let you know how it tastes if I get any. Uh, okay. Other Mountain Dew branded products for our full listing. See pages one through three of document thirty two forty four dash one dash k twenty six. 
anomalous variance of 3224, 30, 3244-113. Speaking of Mountain Dew, uh, Mountain Dew review of the day. I tried the new Spark flavor, and it's okay. Uh, 3244 was addish- originally identified and contained on August 16th, 2016. The house 3244 is located in had been abandoned for seven months by its previous owner, Toby Thompson. Mr. Thompson was last seen on January 18th, 2016, approximately nine months after the original creation of 3244. A collection of communications between Mr. Thompson and his associates are collected below. Who would like to be Mr. Thompson and his associate, Uh, who is uh, presumably GOI 5869? I can do... um... Uh, the other character, Charles Bowles, that appears later. Okay. Um, uh, I think you two should do uh, the two. Uh, I'll the be two blue kids if you want to be green, they, Sergio. They, they yeah. All right. Yo, I got an idea. What? What if we didn't have to get up to get stuff from our fridges downstairs? You know, like, like Rick and Morty? You know anyone who's good with portals and shit? You heard of the Zemin? Shit, yeah. Charles Bowles. He got a number? Do still use his email. Old fart? Yeah, but like, be respectful. Call him Mr. Bowles. The fuck? Just do it. Fine, what's his daddy? One second. Charles Earl Bowles at gmail.com. I wonder what happens if we email that. It's, it's registering as a real email. That is an old person. Right. Don't fuck this up for me. We need them for stuff sometimes. I won't. Jesus, get your panties out of a knot. Two, Charles Bowles. From Toby Thompson. Subject, portals. Hey, Mr. Bowles. A friend of mine told me you could help me make portals and stuff. Mr. Guthrie told me you might be dropping a message. We're quite honored to be considered for the work, actually. What did you have in uh Sorry. We're quite honored to be considered for the work, honestly. What did you have in mind exactly? I wanted to know if it was possible to make portals from my desk to the refrigerator. I see. Yes. We can do that. Are you sure this is quite an expensive service you're asking for? Yep. All right, then. We'll contact Mr. Guthrie for payment, if you don't mind. He's a known quantity to us, and I'd be more comfortable with that sort of arrangement. Once the deposit clears, we'll send one of our people to you. I'm good for it, but all right. He's got my details. Excellent. We'll get this ball rolling then. Thanks for the business. Okay, I'm just gonna say I know I know I just made made a statement that I'm not a, that I'm a big fan of like more escapist ones that don't reference the real world, but I want an SCP where Gamers Against Weed gets into NFTs. Oh, they would hate it. Because I, I just imagine they would... handed this guy some Ethereum or just like a fucking like bored ape for payments. <laughs> One lazy lion. <laughs> he got brick four ninety nine. Oh. Oh my god! I, I think what would happen? It'd be a great tale. Would be like most of the user base hates them, and they're like, come on, man, that stuff kills trees. You're a fucking rube. And there's like one guy who's like, nah, it's the future of art. It's the future of money. And they have to be like, oh, fucking We have idiot, to respect you know? him. But this guy is... <laughs> He's a... I think there's He's a, a couple people. He, he, create, 
He's a chat mod. Yeah, he's a chat mod. They have to deal with it somehow. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. They become gamers against NFTs, and they team up with the SCP Foundation to get the one gamer for NFTs. We did a uh, we, we did a white <laughs> elephant uh, fanfic writing contest between all of the hosts um, during Christmas, and I'm not kidding. Literally, all of the fan fictions that were written uh, involved NFTs in some way. Unintentional. None of us agreed to to put NFTs into it. We just all did separately. Anyways, log wow. B. I guess oh, they're yeah, on the mind. Irrelevant. Log B. Log this B. sucks. What well, now? I'm out of do. Lol. Not funny, dude. Lols. Fuck you. I'm fixing this portal. It's broke. I don't want to have to buy more do. So you're broke. No. Just lazy. Calling it like you see it. No further communications involving 3244 were discovered. It was believed that the, that the capacity to acquire variant instances of 3244-1 was added by Mr. Thompson. Nine months after this textual exchange, Mr. Thompson went missing. Testing logs. Test one. Directed. Baseline test. D class 8245 was directed to reach into 3244 and acquire a dash one instance. Result D8245 acquired an instance of Mountain Dew Code Red. Test 56. Same as baseline test. However, D8245 was acquired was directed to taste acquired instance. Result, D-8245 acquired an instance of Mountain Dew Code Red, which emitted a faint noise until 8245 twisted and removed the cap. D-8245 mistakenly threw cap into SCP-3244 after removal. Instance did not appear to possess any other anomalous properties, and the noise did not return. Test 103. Directive, same as baseline test. Result. D-8245 acquired an instance of bottled, clear, and unaged whiskey, labeled Mountain Dew Moonshine, which was a thing. Test 285. Directive, same as baseline test. Results. D-8245 acquired a jar of moonlight, pictured above. So if you scroll all the way up, it's over there. Uh, approximate weight of the object is in line with the weight of an empty jar, despite appearing to contain a solid substance. Test 513, same as baseline test. However, D8245 was directed to a taste-acquired instance. Result, D8245 was seated next to the aperture while research set up recording equipment prior to the test. A hand approximately 7 meters wide emerged from an aperture on the opposite side of the testing chamber and grasped D8245. D8245 began to scream and was removed from the testing chamber through the same aperture by the hand. After approximately 6 seconds, D8245's head re-entered the chamber through the new aperture. The remainder of his body was not discovered. The newly formed aperture does not appear to have remained in place following this test. Note, testing has been temporarily suspended. Was expecting that. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's Master right. Hand freaking showed yeah, up. Yeah, he threw the cap in the, in the hole and Master Hand got revenge. I think, honestly, and this... Um, the vast majority of the Gamers Against Weed articles are 
And the, the ones that really represent what the group is all about are in the mm-hmm. tales, uh, which is where we get to meet people like Jude Creote and uh, Esther, which is the real name of lesbian Gengar. Uh, you know, these p- people come alive uh, in these tales. The SCPs tend to focus on like when the members of the group who are on the periphery, like uh, Kectagon or, or Thompson, they fuck okay. up in some way and they just like... You know, because that's when this stuff ends up getting to the foundation's attention. It's like when some idiot on the sidelines like screws up and makes like a big hammer that crushes everyone and a meme pops out. Like, I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. That's when people really start to pay attention to it. Uh, The Bernie Sanders one is a pretty good example of this. It sort of balances it out. I don't know if it's like a great one to read for this show. It's a little dry, Um, but it's based, you know. Like some idiot is really deep into like rooting for Bernie Sanders. He irritates all of the members of, of the chat with his like shit posting. And then the foundation starts noticing when these images of him are just like spawning quarters Uh around, you know? So like someone fucks up, does something stupid, it gets loose and then they have to go contain it. And all of the regular characters are like fucking moron. What have you done? stupid idiot stay in your lane you know Uh, all right i'm gonna ask you a couple more interview questions before you go on to the next one if that's fine with you uh do you do you have any favorite authors i like uh the great hippo i think he has a mastery of prose that i really one one day want to master he wrote uh craglewood park and the ss summerfield and the laughing men and a lot of um really good uh-huh. scary articles um i can try to dro- let me drop some in the chat a little bit uh media. good that gives us more episode potential later down the line <laughs> um while i'm searching i'll also i like um famine pulses holy science series and i gen- in general like his work it's very surreal and very scary um so let me hang on craggle wood park uh 2571 there it is um no that's the link to this podcast okay <laughs> uh link us to our out. own podcast um have you heard of this yeah and yeah <laughs> have, you, have you guys heard of this great show um so those, those are two of the authors that uh i really really dig mm-hmm. dig their vibes and uh you know i like pepper's ghost too he wrote laugh is fun and not another murder monster uh, and he is just a really, really cool guy. Uh, yeah, there we go. Here's a couple couple hippo articles for you. And then uh, Holy Science. One thing I like about, uh, about interviewing Which all is... you SCP authors is it's so, like, as outsiders, we're like, oh, we get to interview, like, the author of this story and that story and this story. And then we're like, do you know any other authors? And you guys are just like, yeah, fuck them. They're all great. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, these guys are great. Yeah, I don't care. I worked with him once or twice. Yeah, what'd you want from me? I don't know. Cactus, you. I'm best friends <laughs> with Cactus. You know, we wrote a stay. We he wrote was things my best together. Man at my day. second you know, wedding. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, all the SCP artists that came to my uh, they came to my second wedding, and you know, they they gave me wish me good luck. And you know, say, you know, second time's a good one, but third <laughs> time's a charm. Am I right, one. buddy? <laughs> But uh, they patted me on the back, and we shared a bunch of cigars and Jack Daniels, and that was uh, that was my experience at the SCP Wiki. How about that? Uh, so that's my kind of sounding getting a little yeah, Peter Griffin, close, there. a closer and uh, closer edge towards Family Guy. <laughs> hey, Lois, hey, Lois, look at this! Remember the time uh, I ran to one seven three at the diner? My neck was snapped. Here, uh, I'll post. Um, I think the two really. Well, now nah, you can you can find them. Um, a lot of the stuff on the Holy Science uh, Hub is really frightening uh, and really surreal, and I think you're going to uh, really dig it. I'll specifically plug thirty six eighty two, uh, which is fantastic. Thirty six eighty two. Thirty six eighty two. Yeah, not writing these down for future episodes. Awesome. Yeah, well, well, for sure. If not this episode, we'll definitely look into it in the future. Uh, I also got to... No, that's not right. Um... No, that's not right. Uh... Wormwood. No, that's not right either. There's one of them that's really... There it is. There it is. This one. Is also really mm-hmm. frightening in that same same story. Um, anyway, so those are two of the authors that I, I three of the authors actually uh-huh. that I really like reading and really like going back to, um, just for stuff that I think like I don't think I've read. A, oh, the other person who I don't think has ever written anything bad is Kalanin, who's a little bit of a grouch. He's not around uh-huh. much anymore, but. He was the first person who showed me that an SCP could have real literary value. Like he took it very seriously. Um, and as thus always wrote good stuff. Like, and uh, some of it's a little esoteric for some audiences uh, on, who like the SCP wiki, but uh-huh. I love all of it. Uh, and he is, He's really good. I'm no, sorry, no, being no. boring. You can talk as much as you want. Honestly, this is this is. I don't want to say easy, but you you have been more verbally responsive than some of the other people we've interviewed, which is great. Because not that the, you know, not that mm-hmm. there's an issue. Some people just don't talk a lot. Sergio doesn't talk a lot, <laughs> so I can't. I can't. I can't hate, but. You know, you're making it a lot easier for us to not have to goad things out of you. You know what I if you know what I mean. Well, thank you. I know what you mean. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's the third thing you um, wanted to look at? I don't know. Sergio, find one. While Sergio looks, I'll ask you more questions. <laughs> um what was sure. your what was it like to write your first SCP? Do you remember? Oh my God, I need to go back to my like old sandbox, like my old like drafts page to try to find uh, 
what that was. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was just like excitement. It was just like thrill. Just trying to, because I think in that early one, I just piled everything in that I could to like try to get the most upvotes, and I kind of whiffed it. Um, so getting a lot of negative feedback wasn't wasn't great. Uh, but you know, what can you do about it? Oh my god. Um, I think after a while, I started getting more invested in like doing stuff right. I was I was gonna ask if it and was a positive that, experience, but then I realized if it wasn't, you probably wouldn't have written another one. <laughs> Is that fair uh, to say? Okay, that's fair. I think that people were really helpful, and that uh, was sort of. God, I'm trying to go see what the uh, first one was. Oh, going back. Yeah, there was like, I'm just looking through my old, old drafts. There was a RuPaul-themed article that never made it to... <laughs> I have, I have one experience of RuPaul, and it was like 8th grade going to a New Year's line. party. And we just watched RuPaul's Drag Race, and they straightened my hair. Mm. Okay, yeah, so just like some early stuff I wrote. Wow, I, I might actually go back to some of this. This isn't... This isn't bad like it all that indirectly um, answered one of my yeah, questions no, just, uh, that's funny one of our questions was uh if you could like go back and rewrite something that you either didn't publish or you didn't enjoy would you and it sounds like you definitely would oh i do that i do that all the time i go back and i let into my history and i um, oh, Sergio, you wanted to say something? Uh, yes, I did uh, find one. Uh, 5470. It's got an exploration okay. log. It's it's a website that takes you to a voxel universe. I think it'll be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. This Gamers Against oh, Weed yeah. related? This one. Are you are this you... is Gamers Against oh, Weed related. I was going to say, are you breaking... It was on the hub. I was going to say, are you breaking the theme? No, I'm not breaking the thing. Oh, I, lo- oh, I love the, oh, I love the design of this. Oh my god, I love the like Windows 98 like XP era of computer design. This, this is cozy. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, this is a long one though. It's really long, but the design is just incredible on this one. Just the art direction is astounding and like the changes to the page to make it look a little bit more like an old computer just yeah so this one is abandoned where oh sorry if you do think that one's too long i found uh 5304 it's a it's a keter that gamers against weed whipped up Ooh. let's see that one to finish answering your question, um, I go back and I raid all of my old drafts all the time uh, to try and, um, you know, uh, find something useful in it or workable in it. And to try to, I, a lot of times I incorporate like something broken or unfinished into a new draft in some form or like an idea that never made it. So I am always going back to like stuff that I've written and trying to get it into a new context just because there's some kernel of it, some nugget that's great. So, oh yeah, this is a good one because this one, 
this one is like lets you in on some of the characters of um of the gamers against weed universe five four seventy is really good but it's like very tangentially connected to them like they only come in at the very end it's about but it's about people who were like in their sphere this one five three oh four is like introducing you to like uh, like lesbian Gengar or gay cop MP4 or some of these characters who just like show up. I in like the, space the functional mock Discord uh, chat log. I know it's as the things that people can do with like the C the CSS design are astound me. It's incredible. All right, uh, shall we? Uh, shall we jump right in? Hey, Faniners, we are back, and uh, due to some technical difficulties, uh, we're not going to be able to get around to the SCP we wanted to read, um, but we just want I just want to say it was nice to have uh, Stonefish on the show. If you want to plug you very yourself, much for having me. where can we find oh, you? Oh, sure. Uh, what SCPs do you want people to read that you've created? Uh, Please go read um, SCP-6223, and now... Um, uh, SCP-6881, Project Serapis, which I just created, which I just helped um, SCP Archives podcast uh, create uh, a second time. It was co-written with Ben Counter, who's written a number of Warhammer 40k novels. Really? Um, what? Yeah, uh, he's written it for the podcast and me and a co-writer. If you would have uh, mentioned that like an hour ago, this would have been a two hour longer episode. Which uh, which which one was this? Which summer? Just came out uh today, uh. So I posted it like thirty minutes before I joined this podcast. Six eight eight one, which I helped transcribe from, uh, podcast form. But the original script was written by Ben Counter, who has written a number of Warhammer forty k novels. Anything I know. Uh, He's he wrote a great novel. Grey Knights, Dark Adept, the uh, the Grey Knights series, the Horus Her- two from the Horus Heresy series, uh-huh. the Soul Drinker series, several from the, the Space you read, Battle you wrote Marines. The Soul Drinker series, yeah. Hello. Uh, so he's making he's writing his second uh, SCP for the wiki. Uh, and second, I help, what's the first one? Uh, the first one is. Let me sort of uh, search. Um, We're going to casually blow our minds like that. <laughs> uh, no, we should try to get him on the podcast. <laughs> okay, hang on. Um, author Ben Counter. Um, damn, I can't find it. Uh, it's okay. Um, yeah, try to get him on the show. Be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually recorded a, a a Warhammer related episode with uh with Lore Lorehammer the podcast. Uh, Mark from Lorehammer was on uh yesterday oh, and the day before. We just split it up into two parts, but he he wrote uh this one six four three nine as well. So six four three nine. Write that down. Write that down. So you can check out uh, the 6881 Project Serapis, which is a new series that updates um, every mm-hmm. day, uh, every week. There's a new article every week in this series, but also SCP-6223, which is a full cast audio drama uh, from 
SCP uh, Archives podcast. That's awesome. And obviously, I was going to say everyone listening should uh, should go read 3999, but I think everyone should go uh, listen to our episode on it and read along. Wink. Yes. Wink. All right, guys, I got to get going, but this was a lot of fun. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Thanks for coming. No problem. See you guys around. All right. Later, faniners. <laughs> we love you. <laughs>